rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now. I know. I know. I know. Me too. We as well. You and everybody else in the whole Kane County. Shouts out to St. Charles, Elburn, Batavia, checking them in. Actually, Batavia was checking in yesterday on the website. That's what's up, Batavia. Reading the blog, I hope. Uh, Geneva, North Aurora, Montgomery, Oswego, everywhere in Kane County. That's right. That's right. You're listening to the greatest morning show ever. Good morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We have a lot to talk about today. We have news. We have local stuff, local links and highlights for you. Uh, and important things going on. Greg Ellsbury's here. Good morning, Greg. Alyssa O'Conn, Jen Mendoza. What is happening, everybody? Uh, so before I get into the news out of Chicago from the DEA, that uh, is very important, I want to let you know about this local thing that came across our desk just the other day. Can you hear that guy? Oh, man, I love that sound. A minute for that sound right there. Okay. Stewart Sports Complex to host the Ripken Baseball Tournament in 2022. Uh, chosen is one of five nationwide host venues for Ripken Select Tournaments next year. The event will be held July 10th through 15th, 2022. Ripken Baseball is a joint venture by former Major League uh, ball players Cal and Billy Ripken. Now, I knew... Cal Ripken Jr., I think like when I was a kid, we're talking about sports right before this. Monica and I were here. Uh, Interesting. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr., he was in the back of the comic books I used to read. Anyway, Aurora Area CVB, Convention and Visitors Bureau, and Fox Valley Park District partner to bring the tournament to Stewart Sports Complex. The estimated economic impact totaling over $990,000 to Aurora Area lodging and hospitality businesses. That's word up Stewart Sports Complex in Montgomery, Illinois. Um, yeah, this is looking really good. Shouts out to our friends of the Aurora Area CVB Court, Carlson, Executive Director, and James Cardis, Director of Marketing. Yay! Tell you a funny story. That like two weeks after the second largest city's first daily news podcast was created, James Cardis interviewed me on the walk right there of Endero. They got the little sidewalk, mm-hmm. like you know, like the little deck thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But his phone died and the file was not saved. Yep. Oh, no. It was like 20 minutes of, of 
stuff. It was great. It was great. Shouts out to James. All right. Um, so, how are you feeling today? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's Good. a Tuesday morning. Right. Mm-hmm. Tuesday morning. We still got the rest of the week to go, but we're pumped up. Mm-hmm. We are motivated, and we are here to deliver some of the news. Um, so, we got a couple of quick three headlines for them of the local stuff, and then we'll get back to, we'll get to the Chicago and the DEA story. All right, so today, September 28th, from 5 to 6 p.m., is the month's Social Justice Committee meeting hosted by the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez. A special guest will be Cabrini Green Legal Aid on the Clean Slate Initiative. To register, it will be a Zoom Zoom meeting, so we will be posting that Zoom link to our chat. Registration is open for the NAMI 5K, a run for mental health. This will take place Saturday, October 2nd, and there are, o- there are options for virtual or in-person participation. Take part in something fun and motivating. For more information, we will be posting that link on the chat as well. On October 8th is the date. Bridge Bash 2021 will be great will be a great evening of outdoor fun. This will be from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the venue in downtown Aurora and beautiful Mundy Park. Consider a sponsorship for Bridge Bash 21. Sponsorship packages include free tickets for your friends and exclusive free pre-events and more. Visit the website um, at the neighborproject.us to buy individual or couples tickets. Um, this will be uh, a live participation in our silent auction digitally. <clears throat> so we will be posting that sponsorship link on our link on our chat, excuse me. But we got LinkedIn though too. So yeah, that can mm-hmm. flow in, you know, on our LinkedIn. Hey, we got LinkedIn too. We do have yes. LinkedIn. <laughs> this is where I found this great opportunity. <laughs> Ah, see, it flows so well. John Schomer, good morning to you, sir. Cruz Ocho, good morning to you as well. Norma Peterson, what is up? The chat, the chiggity chat. Everybody is here, all of our dear people. Aisha Saxon, Bianca Camargo, Courtney Evans, good morning to you as well. The time is 8.07 a.m. Okay, so let me read you what is hot off the presses out of Chicago. Deadly counterfeit pills containing fentanyl are now everywhere in Chicago. Chicago's drug addiction epidemic has taken a dangerous new turn. The Federal Drug Enforcement uh, Administration is warning of skyrocketing sales of counterfeit prescription pills containing the deadly synthetic opioid fentanyl. Uh, according to Robert Bell, head of the DEA's Chicago Field Division, quote, it's everywhere. They're available in street deals for purchase online in schools. It's very scary. Unsuspecting people think they're getting a pharmaceutical-grade pill like Oxycontin or Xanax. Um, This summer, the DEA had warned Lollapalooza concertgoers to avoid buying pills there because of the dangerous counterfeits. Bell said there's a broad market for them from recreational users to people addicted to opioids who buy drugs in Westside's open-air drug Markets. Throughout Cook County, there were 446 overdose deaths last year from naturally occurring opiates like heroin. That's according to the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office last year. There were 912 overdose deaths in Chicago and 1,387 deaths in all of Cook County that involved synthetic opioids like fentanyl. 
Officials don't know whether any involved counterfeit opioid pills. Since 2019, the DEA's seizure of fentanyl lace pills has skyrocketed in Chicago and nationally. About 9.5 million such pills have been seized uh, this year throughout the country. Uh, that's according to the DEA. About 269 kilograms of suspected fentanyl has been seized since October 2020 within the DEA Chicago Field Division, which includes Illinois, Indiana, and Wisconsin. So, uh, Chicago is the first largest city in Illinois. We are the second largest city in Illinois. So that news could potentially affect us as well. Uh, we hope that everybody stays vigilant, and especially in regards to drug uh, addiction and services. Okay. Next, we have out of uh, mutual ground and breaking free. Actually, let me see. Now, I got this just last night. Um, actually, no, this doesn't qualify as breaking news. It does not. But mutual ground and breaking free. Uh, they will provide raffles. There are links. Now, this is going to be in our window, as you guys may know. You got to take a walk downtown. Because, mm -hmm. look, the news has a home. There's yes. opportunities. The windows are clean. Ain't no bugs on that glass. Mm -mm. It's clean. It's so clean. Bing! You can see yourself. We have... Uh, transformed what wasn't and created something new. And we're proud to have links, especially to the King County Sheriff's Office Jobs Board, uh, Family Focus, and for Diaper Drive on our windows at 5 East Downer Place, Sweet Tea, a stone's throw from City Hall. We're coming on up, y'all. The time is 8, 10 a.m. All right, I see you got the links in there in the chat. You guys check all that stuff out at your leisure. Uh, but now that I found the other thing I was looking for, this, in fact, absolutely does qualify as... Right, the Air Classics Museum of Aviation, Preserving the Dream. Their newsletter, we got this. So they have new hours, Monday through Friday. They are closed, they're only closed, on, excuse me, only open on weekends now from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now you guys know that that is due to COVID. However, what they have increased is private groupings and activities. So. If you are planning a party, if you'd like to create an event that's a little bit more dynamic and historical, reach out to the Air Classics Museum, 630-466-0888. That number again is 630-466-0888. And I'll do you one better. When you call there, ask for a guy named Steve Ports. And when you talk to Steve Ports, when he gets on the phone, say, yeah, I heard about that. We need to ask you where you heard it from. Say, I heard about this on the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Yeah. Do that. Do that. Okay, here's what they got. 
Uh, here's what's coming soon. In October, a group of aviation maintenance students and staff from Lewis University will be working to reassemble the A4M Skyhawk II and the A7E Corsair that are staged behind the museum. Plans are being made to assemble the Douglas F3D Sky Knight in 2022. Once complete, the aircraft are going to need work to make them display worthy. So watch for opportunities to volunteer next year. Um, let's see here. The board. Mike Lumen, Hank Will, uh, Winkler, Bill Roth, Steve Ports, Ken, Ray Hicks, shouts out, Chuck Newell, Bob Gluchman, and Steve Bartowski. Uh, their next board meeting is October 23rd, 2021 at 8 a.m. Yeah, friends of the show right here. Okay, volunteer opportunities, here it is. There are numerous opportunities to help out around the museum. You can contact Hank Winkler at hwinkler at airclassicsmuseum.org. Uh, ord, org. Yeah. How did I come up with ord? You know how I did that? I think my mind went because ord is a designation for uh, mm. Midway Airport. Right. Um. Mm. So I was thinking air. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was thinking air. Okay. Uh, if you want to be a member of the Air Classic Museum, I have the membership application. It is here. Stop on by sometime. Seven or uh, five East Downer Place, Sweet Tea. All right. Let's give them some more local news. And then we'll get back to what's next. On October 19th from 10 a.m. to noon will be a workshop titled Emerging from COVID-19 and Strategic Planning. November 10th from 10 a.m. to noon will be Leadership, Staff Transitions, and Success Planning. Both workshops are both hosted by our friends of the Dunham Foundation. On November 5th will be the first Friday for November, which we are still in, uh, going to be in October, but still November 5th will be first Friday for November and friends of the show. Gotta be ready. <laughs> yeah, gotta be ready. <laughs> All right, November 5th will be the first Friday for November and friend of the show, Josue Pais, will be showcasing art titled For the Love of Frida at Charlie Silver Spoon Creamery, located at 6 East Downer Place. Shout out to our friend Josue and Charlie's Creamery. The flyer, would be, the flyer will be shared on our social media. Don't forget about the Citizens Police Academy hosted by the Kane County Sheriff's Office. This free 10-week course provides first-hand knowledge of how policing works in our community. This is held Wednesdays from October 6th through December 15th from 6 to 8 p.m. You can register on the link that will be provided in our chat. The fifth annual Cups Bra Drive will be happening this year at Aurora Regional Fire Museum from 5 to 8 p.m. on October 1st. Music, local vendors, and a photo booth will be at this awesome community event. Support a great cause in downtown Aurora. For more information, visit the website um, that will be shared in our chats. All right, all right, that's right, the chat. The chat is literally the place. I mean, the chat is like, boy, the chat's better than Google. If you want any piece of information, look in the chat. Not only look in the chat for the information, but all of our great people are mm -hmm. in themselves businesses, leaders, and positive forces for change here in our community. Which, as a matter of fact, I'd like to say good morning to Dora Sanchez Soto. How are you? Yes. 
Yes. And you're right. We did jump all the way ahead to November. We was telling people about the yo coming up in December, <laughs> Christmas. It's not even October yet. Um, but here is some October news. So on the 14th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at McCarty Mills Tap Room, 140 South River Street, there will be the Halloween fundraiser for State Representative Barbara Hernandez. Tickets are 50 bucks, where you can join as a sponsor with different levels. Uh, we have the social media flyer, which we will share with you guys. Um, and yeah, shout out to McCarty Mills. Now, Liquid Love is, is a uh, brewing company that I like. There are some Pollyanna fans out there, and many of you guys are also Oswego Brewing Company folks. It is all to the good. McCarty Mills is the place where many of those uh, brewing battles can be settled. The time is now 8.17. Okie dokie, guys. Now let's talk about this Greek monument that is here. Uh, it has been unveiled in our city, seen as a cultural milestone. See what we got here. Okay. So, Wilder Park. You know Wilder Park? I don't. It's, um, you know where Aurora Pancake House is? Mm -hmm. That park mm -hmm. that's right to the side of it. Okay. Right there. Yeah, that's Wilder Park. Um, city officials, leaders of Greek churches and societies, and more gathered there uh, on Saturday for the unveiling of a new monument that was installed in honor of the 200th anniversary of the Greek Revolution. Wow. Wow. Um, this $100,000 20-foot monument was provided by the American Philhellenist Society. Y'all don't think I was, y'all thought I was going to trip over that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Um, a Chicago-based nonprofit organization that a press release from the city said was to, quote, establish, identify, highlight, and honor Americans who supported or fought for the independence of Greece during the years of 1810 to 1840. Uh, the monument itself is said to weigh 20 tons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the group contacted the city late last year seeking permission to install the monument here in Aurora given it is the state's second largest city and, quote, because of Aurora's stalwart commitment to diversity and inclusion. Um, yeah, so Aurora Chief Communications and Equity Officer Clayton Muhammad said the city has, quote, always looked at Aurora as one Aurora community and being able to erect a monument is significant in honor of those who led the Greek Revolution as well as to continue the works of connecting Greece and America. All right. Uh, good stuff. I like it. The monument is very nice. I was actually there having breakfast with a friend not so long ago and we were sitting on the left side of the place and you can see the monument and uh looks really good and river street going down there so it used to used to drive down river street and then it would bottom out uh kind of that walk down there by the prisco and then those apartments over there on the left hand side uh but now they filled that in and it's kind of like an extended park the city you can't drive through anymore okay yeah cool. it was actually pretty cool mm -hmm. all right um do we got something in the local news about the expungement clinics we, oh. I think we got two of those, right? Mm -hmm. And those are coming up pretty soon. Let's hit the people with that. Hey, everybody. Anna Sierra. Great job, Monica. Hey, that's what's up. Yes. Oh. 
Alright, so don't forget the DuPage County Expungement Clinic taking place on Saturday, October 2nd. That's right. That's what mm-hmm. it was. From right. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Right. Um, was there another one? Wasn't there a DuPage one? So the location will be in the DuPage County Administration Building. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Cool. All right. See, now that's the bit. See, now, now you see that? I was right, kind of, but mm-hmm. I have someone here to help me get it correct. Can't be giving y'all just half information. Mm-hmm. Is it a county clinic, bro, or is it not? No, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It is the real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we told you guys about Regional Fire Museum hosting Community Hero Day, but let me let you guys know about this again. Quotes, according to Mr. Brian Failing, this is our largest event yet. As families continue to spend more time in their homes, it is more important important excuse me than ever to learn about fire safety and those who are heroes in our community this event will include vehicles from the aurora fire department aurora police department aurora ema nicor gas ozinga group kane county sheriff's department weston sons towing the illinois tollway pepsico illinois army national guard and kane county ema community hero day is prevented by first alert and is free to the entire community um Ah, here we go. The Northern Illinois Fire Sprinkler Sprinkler Advisory Board will be on hand with its fire sprinkler demonstration trailer. Ooh. And will also be conducting a live fire demonstration at 1 p.m. Sounds dangerous. Okay, the Aurora Regional Fire Museum is having this on Saturday the 2nd as well. 53 North Broadway from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Isn't it fun? Doing the news, it is right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're like the first one to know what's happening. Exactly, I like, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Seriously, it's like like you know, like knowing is half the battle. Mm-hmm. You're that much more ready. It's like your your mental shoelaces are tied up. Mm-hmm. You good to go? <laughs> oh, now just you know, just get dinner ready, marinate the chicken. I took that out and everything. Got that ready to go. Okay. Um, let me read you something else. It was about, aha, jobs. Yes. The Kane County Health Department, don't forget, they say that they need more COVID-19 contact tracers. This is another great opportunity for employment. All right. So, some students, or excuse me, since students returned to school, the Canyon County Health Department has been struggling to keep up with contact tracing after it let several tracers go during the slower summer months. Canyon County's Health Department is facing a large burden as it tries to keep up with the demand as parents ask for help to determine when they can send their kids back to school after they have contracted COVID-19 or been exposed to someone with the virus. Um... As of September 11th in Kane County, there were 126 positive cases of COVID-19 among children ages 5 and 11, 114 cases in children ages 12 to 17, and 106 cases among people aged 18 to 22. The cases stem from 15 current COVID-19 outbreaks within local schools. Uh, at East Aurora School District 131, Superintendent George, uh, excuse me, Jennifer Norrell said the district is not seeing many confirmed COVID-19 cases, but they are seeing a lot of symptomatic students, which triggers them and their siblings to be sent home from school and receive rapid tests. On Thursday of last week, the district saw no positive cases of COVID-19, but 54 symptomatic students. 
Um, yeah. We are still not out of the woodwork mm -hmm. uh, just yet, folks. We still have a way to go. Uh, of those 18 years old and older in King County, 80.8% had at least one dose of the vaccine, and 62% are fully vaccinated. Wow. All right. So let's check in. How, how's, how's school been? How's school going? It's how's good. Classes? It's good. Yeah. yeah. We have my um, my class is only five people, so it's really it's really awesome to just have five people in a class. You know, it's more yeah. more intimate conversations. Mm -hmm. You, you know, it's it's good. Less noisy. Mm -hmm. It's noisy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's good. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. How much time? How much time do you spend on homework every day and, and, and working and cracking the books? You know, I I try to take care of my mental health a lot, so I try to really spread out my work. Good. Just because we do have two classes every eight weeks so it's not like a lot of a lot of uh homework that we were assigned but it is very like lengthy like uh projects gotcha so gotcha. like 20 page papers but it's like throughout that throughout that eight weeks mm -hmm. so we have like time throughout like those eight weeks right so but i would say like a week maybe like 10 hours okay yeah Mm -hmm. Not bad, yeah. Space yeah. it out, protect your mental health, mm -hmm. certainly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. get fatigued yeah. and, and burn out. Mm -hmm. Burnout, yeah. Not a, not that's a, that's a huge thing, burnout. I feel like sometimes us as students, we want to do everything, like just, we want to try everything out, like right. whether it be in an internship, a new job, being part of organizations, volunteering, like there's so, much, so many things that students want to do. Right. But then again, we, we still have work to, uh, homework to do and stuff like that so burnout is a real thing right mm -hmm. um that's whether it's an education as mm -hmm. a student or in life yeah. you guys mm -hmm. um you know that's a it's one of the reasons why we tell you about nami kdk family focus mm -hmm. and uh all those other organizations who can help with the work-life balance mm -hmm. who kind of understand that you know for many people we times have changed we can't consistently chase it in hopes that we'll then live the good life. That mm -hmm. that kind of world is over, you know? Mm -hmm. So take care of yourself now. now. Mm -hmm. Don't be like, you know, you want to relax and enjoy mm -hmm. uh, years as they come, not live with, uh, you know, problems and issues and mental health issues. So take care of your mental mm -hmm. health, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Now, I got something else to tell you guys about. Let me get ready to tell you about it. Actually, you get ready to be told about it. How about that? Yay! How about that? It's a good idea. Check this out. Now, I like, one thing I like is I like seeing people win. Mm -hmm. I like seeing people win. Me, you know. I'm that guy that likes to see that smile like shit, like mm -hmm. the that's that's me. That's what mm -hmm. I'm in it for. Mm -hmm. With that in mind, I'd like to let you guys know about uh October 9th Save Our Youth 2021 Bash uh hosted by the Collier Community Center. Uh this will be at the Prisco Center, 150 that's, West uh, Illinois October Avenue. 9th. Sorry. I was trying to comment back to our our 
listeners, and I yeah. have my volume on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's all to the good. Remix! <laughs> all right. Um, Prisco Center, 150 West Illinois Avenue. It'll be uh, 3 to 7 p.m. The Prisco Center is consistently doing great things. And uh, the Prisco Center just had the City of Aurora Youth Festival going on in there as well with friends of the show like Simon Rodriguez. Great stuff and good things happening there at the Prisco Center. Um, so keep up the good work, guys. But anyway, there will be free soul food dinners and desserts. Masks are required. Carryouts are available. Gospel and soul music on the big screen. Many vendors, um, healing heartstrings, opening prayer will be Elder Johnson, Warriors for Jesus Ministry. Uh, for more information, you can contact Fred and Angela Collier at 331-255-6292. That number again is 331-255-6292. Very cool. Sponsors include Walmart, Sam's Club, Meyer, and the City of Aurora. It's a free event open to the public. Now, I have the social media post. We will make sure to post that on our social media. Now, speaking of social media, are y'all y'all got the gram, right? You guys have the gram. Check us out on the gram. Twitter. Everywhere. Oh, man. So many apps. Mm -hmm. So many apps. Those are the ones I can think of right now, but there's so many apps. I mean, Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, you got the LinkedIn app. Y'all mm -hmm. got the LinkedIn app. Mm -hmm. I do it on the desktop because it's a little bit more fluid for me. The app okay. kind of gets, you know, it's kind of glitchy. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to like upgrade. But anyway, all right, that's about the Collier Center. Next, the Electronics Recycling Drive Through, Saturday, October 2nd. Don't forget that. 8 a.m. to noon at Bednarsik Junior High School, 3025 Heggs Road in Aurora. Registration is required for that. Limited spots, Aurora residents only. ID is required. There's a limit of two screens per vehicle, and there's an unlimited amount of other approved electronics. Yes, folks, that is right. Approved electronics. You can't just dump any and everything off. You can't do that. People come in there with paint cans and acid and all that. You can't do that. First of all, acid's a liquid. But people do stuff like that. Oh man, can I get rid of this uh, um, potassium chloride? It's like, what are you doing with potassium chloride, sir? <laughs> okay, um, now last but not least, not really, but until I get back to the uh, topics of the day, uh, the pet parade, don't forget about that as well, October 30th, mm -hmm. um, arrive at 11 a.m. The pet parade is happening through downtown Aurora. Support the Alive Teen Center with free drop-in hours, 78 South LaSalle Street. Prizes for the funniest, scariest, and most like your pet costumes. Whoosh. $25 per pet and their family includes a wag bag. Nice. Food vendors, pet treats, tattoos, Hot Wheels, art activities, petting zoo, pumpkin decorating contests, photo booth, Costume contest. It's so much. It's so much. Free hot dogs and a picture with your pup. 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Shouts out. Okay, guys. It's 8.32 a.m. Now, let's get back to the discussion. All right. Uh, Aurora seeks federal money to develop safe walking and biking routes 
to school. Now, Aurora is looking for this money to help develop these safer routes to school in the city. Uh, city Council will soon vote on a resolution agreeing to financially support safe routes in the East Aurora, West Aurora, Indian Prairie, and Oswego Base District 308 school districts if the federal grant is awarded. Alderman placed the item on the consent agenda for this Tuesday's council meeting, meaning it's likely to be approved. Um, now, you guys got that last part, right? You got that. Because if you have been listening over time, we've always made it a point to let you know that when you hear it's on the consent agenda, it's getting approved. So remember that. City Council, consent agenda, approved. Right? Consent agenda, approved. We haven't read anything in the history of Good Morning Aurora. I don't think, not even with the water protests that were happening down there in Marywood, I don't think we've read anything to you that was on the consent agenda and was not approved. So if you hear consent agenda, it's going to get approved. Uh, according to Robert Green, city traffic engineer, Safe Routes to School is a federal grant funding program to improve conditions for students walking or biking to school. Mm -hmm. It serves three main goals, to enable and encourage children, including those with disabilities, to walk and bicycle to school, to make biking and walking to school safer and more appealing, and to make the planning, development, and implementation of projects and activities easier. Very cool. Um, the project should improve safety, reduce traffic, fuel consumption, and air pollution within two miles of elementary and middle schools. Uh, Mr. Green said the city staff has identified infrastructure improvements such as eliminating sidewalk gaps and enhancing crossing facilities at intersections to provide safe and continuous routes for students to walk or bike to school in each of the four school districts. <sighs> yeah. Anything to make the city look better. What do you think about that? I think it's awesome, um, mostly for younger children. I feel like it's really it's really nice to, because I wake up early in the morning because I drop off my boyfriend at the train mm -hmm. station. So I see these little kids walking to school and their bikes going to, um, I'm not sure what that middle school, Waldo, I think. No, no, no. It's a middle school in the east side of Aurora. What street? Around what, what street? Waldo's on the east side. Downer. And then it's like in the corner of Downer. Corner of Downer. Can our listeners help us out? Y'all some Aurorans. Yeah. What middle school <laughs> is on the corner of Downer? I think it's it's Downer. It has to be. No, it's not. It's Downer. It's in I, the east side of Aurora. Okay. And I see a lot of kids going walking to school. And then it, it's really nice to see that. But my other point was that usually in our Hispanic culture households, mm -hmm. um, some parents are scared of sending their kids and like just walking to school from their house to school. So it's it's nice for for these sidewalks to to bring that right. um, less concerns for parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen some some streets mm -hmm. now. Um, they do look rough and rugged mm -hmm. and shady. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's all kind of like the urban thing, though, too. Yeah. You got to clean up graffiti, mm -hmm. um, you know, rinky-dink fencing and everything mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, because I think for a lot of parents, the mm -hmm. thought 
in in today's times as well, especially the thought of just bye. Yeah. And being safe, being you know aware and mm-hmm. safe that they're going to make it to school mm-hmm. is not. Mm-hmm. Parents will drive even if it's around the corner. Yeah. If they can't walk you. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about that? Hopefully, you guys are some bikers or some walkers too, mm-hmm. some runners and joggers who can take advantage of the paths as well. All right. The time is eight thirty-six a.m. Emily says Waldo, Cowherd, Simmons, or Fred Rogers. Nice. Fred Rogers is on Route Street. Um, Anna says she agrees. It's so cute seeing them riding mm-hmm. their bikes to school. That's right. That's right. Jackson Street is Waldo. Thank you, guys. It looks like it is Waldo. Downer and Jackson. Thank you, so. Dan Burrell. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> um, right down the street from Cinco de Mayo Bakery. Mm-hmm. Good spot. Shouts mm-hmm. out to Cinco de Mayo Bakery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do the enrollment numbers. So enrollment numbers have declined for a fifth for the fifth year in a row in West Aurora School District 129. Uh, we told you guys about this Tuesday of last week, and we spoke about it as well on uh, Friday on Jeanette's planning. Um, but Assistant Superintendent of Operations Angie Smith discussed the latest enrollment numbers in a report, uh, a recent report to the West Aurora School. Board data shows enrollment declining overall in the district while the figures for each grade level vary. Um, total enrollment for the district has declined every year since the 2016 to 17 school year. A number of public school districts in the Aurora area have experienced the same trends that are contributing to lower student populations. Um, now, there was a metric in here. Ah, here it is. Um, because nothing tells. The story like numbers. Mm-hmm. I agree. Overall enrollment in the district for the 2021-2022 school year is at 11,137. Uh, in the 2016-2017 school year, enrollment was at 12,577. That's according to statistics provided by the district. Elementary and middle school enrollments have steadily declined since the 2011-2012 school year, according to officials. Elementary enrollment in 2011-2012 stood at 5,753 students, but has progressively gone down since then to 4,396 for this school year. Middle school enrollment figures also dropped during that uh, period. Excuse me. Enrollment at the high school level has remained somewhat constant over the past uh, few years, being listed at 3,947 in the 2016 to 2017 school year and 3,846 this year. Uh, Pierce, there's a number of um, factors falling into this, like uh, households not necessarily um how did that get cut off hold on i got four eyes make sure these work huh (laughs) these working okay ah subscribers get chicago's top newsletter how did i get this cut off (laughs) all right the time is now 8.40 a.m. Yay! The printer's doing something funky out there. I gotta get, we gotta get this. This is crazy. All right, let's move on. Uh, Waldo is by Emily. That is right, that is right. So, at this time, now, Monica is going to wrap it up. 
Monica will be here tomorrow with us. The same bad time, the same bad channel on the greatest morning show ever. Have a great day, everyone. All right, guys. Now, yesterday you will have noticed that after the show, we interviewed a photographer by the name of Kyle Pettit. Uh, he's a great local guy, does a lot of good work. Um, he's been in the community for quite some time. He works out of Wheaton, but he is uh, born and raised in Aurora. That interview is actually on our Facebook page. We interviewed him right after the show yesterday. Check that out and let me know what you guys think about that. Um, today, we've got a very special interview. Today, we've got... I'm not going to preface it. For, well, actually, yes, I am. Today we have at 10 o'clock a.m. a special show for you guys. We'll be interviewing State Representative Keith Wheeler from the 50th District of Oswego. Uh, Keith Wheeler is a state rep who's been in the Aurora community for some time doing some great work with our other state representatives, Stephanie Kiffwood and Barbara Hernandez, and amongst you know, with a lot of other people, too. Uh, he took part and was a co-host for the blood drive that took place at 1 East Benton. That was some time ago over the summer, actually. Uh, he was also instrumental and took part in the one of the vaccine pop-up clinics that was at East High. Uh, Keith Wheeler's been around for a while, so we look, uh, we look forward to this. Cindy Morales says that's her state rep. That's what's up. Much appreciated. So, get ready to tune in at 10 o'clock a.m. It is going down. We will have another great interview for you guys. A little bit more after the show. A little more, right? Trying to do it. A little bit more. And we appreciate and thank all of our subscribers, all of our fans, all of our listeners very much for tuning in to us every day. All right. Registration is open for the NAMI 5K, a run for mental health. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys got the link for that, but I have the link for that, and I can actually give that to you guys as well. Um, and also the Cups Broad Drive taking place at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum on the 1st from 5 to 8 p.m. Music, local vendors, and a photo booth, an awesome community event. Shouts out to all of our dear friends uh, involved in putting that on. I went to that one last year, uh, the Cups Broad Drive. It was great. Met Cindy Morales there. Met Jim Mendoza there. Met a whole lot of people there. Uh, great vendors and artisans were up in the house. And once again, that's the Aurora Regional Fire Museum, 53 North Broadway. Talented 10th Social Services is hosting their holiday craft vendor fair. A fun event with a $25 vendor fee. Uh, the location is 205 North Lake Street. Um, Talented 10 so, uh, Social Services does a lot of good stuff in the community as well. They've been around, uh, I think, coming up to two years now. I remember when they first opened up, we were recording at Gremlin at that time. Um, wow, that seems like so long ago. That seems like so long ago. But I tell you what, seeing you guys in the chat uh, every day since then, has been uh, a real pleasure. All right, 
The city of Aurora is still hiring for a telecommunications operator. This job is posted now in our window. Window 53 North, or excuse me, 53 North, 5 East Downer Place, Sweet Tea, guys. Come on, swing by. Take a look at our studio. Take a look at our studio. It's the Fox Walk down here around the corner from 1 East Benton and around the corner from the GAR. Walk by, snap a selfie there. Let's make it like ABC7 Studios downtown. We can do it. We're the second largest city. All right, anyway, telecommunications operator. All right. Uh, under general supervision of the emergency communication manager or designee, you perform duties including the operation of two-way radio, telephone, and dispatch emergency personnel. This is a position within the police department. Enter data, tally calls, and maintain logs of shift activities through use of CAD, computer-aided dispatch systems. Operate leads in NCIC terminals, TTD, and TTY equipment, and general clerical duties. Must have the ability to complete licensing requirements, speak clearly, work in a stressful environment, and multitask. Good morning, Aurora Qualities. Required to work rotating shifts during training, then first, second, or third shift, including weekends and holidays. Must be able to pass a simulation test, type 40 words a minute and 90% accuracy, polygraph and psychological assessment, interview, background investigation, and meet physical requirements. Starting salary is $26.11 an hour. After six months, $26.70 an hour. And after one year, $27.21 an hour with annual increases thereafter plus a full benefit package. All right. Applications are reviewed the first Monday of each month and it will remain open until vacancies are filled. Shouts out. That's a good job. Anybody got a youngster out there who needs to get his butt on a roll? Tell him about that job. The time is 8.46 a.m. Norma says that she just signed up for the Citizens Police Academy to get a better understanding of their job. Very cool. Very cool. Let us know how it goes. It looks like it's intense with a whole lot of training. Uh, but it also looks like they put a lot of time into it to teach you, uh, or the average citizen, rather, um, what all of the hallmarks of it are you know it looks like everything from canine training to SWAT team involvement very cool all right so um next Kane County Judge excuse me Kane County Circuit Judge Bianca Camargo don't forget that tomorrow at La Quinta de los, or excuse me, not La Quinta, La Cabrada, I'm sorry, La Cabrada, uh, from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. is the kickoff reception and fundraiser. Shouts out. Tickets are $40. Uh, you can purchase at the door. Soft drinks and appetizers will be provided. Very cool. like to see the community getting out there and getting involved. This is also Diaper Drive Awareness week it started yesterday and it's going to october 3rd we are one of many drop-off locations for diaper awareness week uh for those who have struggled with health issues and require diapers access to diapers is both necessary and real we're proud to take part the items needed are open or unopened packages of diapers of all sizes baby wipes and diaper bags other drop-off locations, Treadwell Coffee, 14 West Downer Place, daily from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Family Focus, 552nd Avenue, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
McCarty Mills, 140 South River Street, Suite 108. Sundays and Wednesdays, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Thursdays, noon to 8 p.m. And Fridays and Saturdays, noon to 9 p.m. Stay Rep Hernandez's office, 540 West Galena, Monday through Thursdays, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Aurora Business Center, 31 West Downer Place, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Indiro Coffee, 29 West New York Street, Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sundays, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And the uh, Santori Downtown Aurora Public Library, 101 South River Street, Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday through Sundays, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can also donate on Amazon. There is a QR code which is posted at our window on the flyer that we have. The time is now 8.49 a.m. You are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Okay. All right. Uh, so today is Taco Crawl Tuesday. Now, if you tuned in yesterday, you will have seen and heard that our dear friend Brissa Barasa of Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry was here chopping it up with us and let us know about the activities of Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry, the impact of Hunger Action Month being in September, and the Taco Crawl, which is taking place today. It'll be from 2 to 8 p.m., headquartered in 1904, uh, rather, excuse me, Gallery 1904, which is the lower level of 1 East Benton Street, Old Aurora Public Library, right around the corner from our studio, uh, right there. It'll be from 2 to 8 p.m. today. You can purchase your tickets there, and there are seven restaurants participating. So how it works is you pay $25 for your ticket, and you are entitled to a taco from each of these locations. You can scan the QR code that's available to learn about what's on the menu. And then when you do there, because certain restaurants may have a specialty like pollo taco, then it may be a pastor at this one, carne asada at that one, sesos at another one. I don't know if there will be sesos. Does anybody know what sesos is? How about that? Y'all know what that is? Give y'all one of those tacos. Okay. Uh, but here are the restaurants that are taking place, and this is a good list. Tracy Duran is here. Good morning to you, Tracy, as well. All right. We got Primo's Tacos, Taqueria Aurora, Brains, Daniel Barrero, Dora Sanchez Soto. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Brains. Yes. Waking them up this morning, aren't we? Waking them up, my friends. Okay. Um, Taqueria Aurora. Supermercado, Taqueria La Carrera, Taqueria El Tio, um, Authentico uh, Jalisco Restaurant, La Quinta de los Reyes, Tapville Social, and Jello's Tacos. September is Hunger Action and Hispanic Heritage Month. Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry is dedicated to reaching out to our community to help feed everyone in need. For donations or sponsorship opportunities, you can email uh, Marie Wilkinson's at operations at mwfoodpantry.org. Wow. Very, 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 very cool. Uh, Tracy Duran says her dad loved, loved them Cecil's tacos. Hey, word. <laughs> I haven't had Cecil's tacos before, uh, but I've, I have had lengua tacos, and they were absolutely fantastic. Keeping it real, y'all. Keeping it real. That's what we do on the microphone. Okay. Now, 
Tomorrow at McCarty Mills, there is a wine tasting taking place. Yes, 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 at 6.30 p.m. Sample wines by Sable Creek Winery. Sable Creek Winery is um, out of Plainfield, Illinois. Wow. Now I like wine. I'm, I am a uh, red wine guy myself. Uh, Thursday at 7 p.m., the Aurora Cannabis Cup Monthly Meetup is taking place at McCarty Mills as well. Lots of great events going on down there at the Mills. And First Friday is going to be with Killer Taste Buds. Marco Cardenas, yes. Burnt Ends Quesadilla, Jerk Chicken Quesadillas, Al Pastor Ribs. Featured artist is Marco Cardenas and Beats by NSTO. Lots of stuff happening down there on River Street. And I gotta tell you, River Street has really transformed, Joe. Take a drive down River Street. Do that today. Look at it. Look out the window. Look at what's going on on River Street down there. You heard it here. Start right there at the corner where Society 57 is and just go down like you're going towards Prairie and take a look. I'm seeing awnings. I'm seeing business. I'm seeing guys in there with hard hats, jackhammers, floor plans. I'm seeing things. You're seeing things. We're seeing things. Right across the street from Society 57. I think that's going to be um, Wickwood House. Is a, It's like a satellite location, I think. They're doing something in there. You see it. River Street is coming alive. I told you. I told you guys this last year. was telling you. Keep your eyes open. When McCarty Mills started working in there and doing their thing, that was before the pandemic. Then the pandemic came and shut down all activity. Life was... Scant. We were. We all remember that. We don't have to rehash that. But then they opened up. Everything started coming. Okay. And I was telling everybody, that's the next pulse jumping in Aurora. Believe me. Believe me. I'm telling you, it's going to be River Street. River Street will be the next Stope Island, Stope Downer, and all that. Of Aurora River Street you're hearing it here pretty soon where Society 57 is going down there to I think it's company 251 is that the name of that wedding hall facility thing back where the on the wall hip-hop festival was this weekend back in that area so from basically from there to the corner that's gonna be it you guys just watch might take another five years you never know might take ten Good things take time. But that's the new pulse of Aurora coming very, very soon. The time is 8.55 a.m. Yikes, I got five minutes. Okay. Uh, this Sunday at 2 p.m., the biker dude is going to be at McCarty. Thank you very much for that, Tracy. Yes, that is appreciated. Got to let you know. Because here's the thing about the news. The thing about the news is that... You know, there's so much of it that when I do my typing sometimes and I do my printing, the document is six pages long. And I thought that there was nothing on that six page and it was just the fifth that I needed. But in fact, it is that six pages of news. Okay. 
So here is the last thing that I'm going to give you guys and we will close out on this today. Um, the new equity, diversity and inclusion division at City Hall looks to build on the city's diversity. Now we touched on this briefly. It was about all of 11 minutes. It's very brief for us. Last week twice on Jeunesse planning for one of them and I think Thursday before the other. But anyway, uh, the Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Division has officially been codified into Aurora City Hall's organization. The division now included as part of the Mayor's Office of Community Affairs. It even has its own director, Michelle Williams, a longtime attorney in the city. Clayton Muhammad, the city's Community Affairs Director, is also now the Chief Equity Officer. He reports directly to the Aldermen and City Council Committees of the whole meetings that through December there will be a focus on forming the Foundation for Equity, Diversity and Inclusion, both at City Hall in the city as a whole. Uh, quote, we've already received input from employees. They want to be more involved, end quote. Now, some of the work will include looking at the metrics internally through the Human Relations Department, doing an employee survey, collaborating with the city's training division on equity and inclusion training, and developing a speaker series. Uh, the city council already has approved a disparity study that is underway to look at disparity throughout the community, and that will involve reviewing current policies and cooperating with the consultants doing the study already. The city's uh, advisory board, citizen advisory boards, have been realigned and configured, reconfigured. The city will look for more equity and inclusion messages and cultural events. City Council presentations and special initiatives uh, of the city advisory boards that have been realigned and reconfigured. They include the African American Heritage Advisory Board, the Aurora Hispanic Heritage Advisory Board, the Indian American Cultural Advisory Board, the Human Relations Commission, and the Citizens Review Board. Equity can't be done in a vacuum. All kinds of government agencies have equity offices. That's according to Mr. Clayton Muhammad. Now, <clears throat> I'll say this. I am happy <clears throat> to see a continued focus on equity, diversity, and especially inclusion. Inclusion probably to me is the most important of all of that. I think Aurora is diverse. Uh, I think Aurora has a great amount of equity. I do believe that inclusion, inclusion, not even necessarily having everybody at the table, but that the fact that everybody could be at the table, I think inclusion is one of many things that can always continuously be strengthened. Um, I find myself, I find myself defending what I see in Aurora at the level of policy and local government and services. I see myself consistently defending it. When whenever people are complaining to me, I'm always letting them know, like. You can send an email to, you could, you can watch that. And I do feel that in order 
to make sure that the message is continuously strong. We gotta make sure that everybody can, can join, sit around the table and talk about those things. Um, so we're diverse, we have equity, but inclusion, let's continue to be inclusive. Time is now 9 o'clock a.m. Take care of yourself and each other. Thank you.